Hey everybody, we're back. Community Bonfire, back from a long absence, but we're right here now in the bowels of the loop again at Beef and Brandy, a, perf a perfect place to have a 312, which is what I have right now. I think I think Terry has a Stella Artois, Stella Artois and a perfect Stella glass. And we're here today to talk about this monster movie that's been on my list for a long time. I don't know if it's a monster movie. It's more about technology gone awry, but we'll get into that. It's called Splice. So tell us about what it's about, Terry. Okay. So basically, and this is not very much that's newer novel, but there's two scientists. It happens oh, yeah. that they're a couple, a married couple, and they're working for a corporation or they're funded by the, this corporation, and their goal is to genetically engineer creatures that they can ethically harvest material from that would, I don't know, be me medical cures. Yeah. And, and also make a lot of money for the nerd company, which is, is that their company called Nerd, right? Was that their company? Yeah, yes, that's right. It was an acronym. I don't know what the real, it was an acronym. Yeah. But Nerd is a, plays a big part in this movie, so that's okay. why I bring it up. Well, one of the early on issues is the discussion that, oh gee, if only we could splice human DNA, some aspects of human d DNA into what we're working on, we can make things that are so much better because it'll create stuff that's combat, like organs that you could transplant into humans right, and right, right. stuff like that. And of course, they're saying, oh no, that's illegal, we can't do that. So that's the setup. And then the, the couple, they do, they and their team do succeed in creating these two sort of amoeba-like creatures. They're, they're sort of somewhere between an amoeba and a pig. Yeah, or, and, yeah. And, they're, and supposedly... They have some giant, like, kind of flowery-like tongues that, like, sort of dance with each other, because there's two of them. A male and a female. Right, so they're doing, like, this tongue-dancing dance, and... I don't know. It's so rubbery and stupid, you can tell it's just, like, all fake. Well, it's pure CGI. Yeah, that's true. It too. doesn't even move like this, like it's on Earth gravity. <laughs> But of course, this is the very beginning. The true thing is that the, the couple, the, the wife, is the one who decides, let's at least see if it would work, and she right. does the splicing. She's the risk taker of yeah. the two, the one who wants to push the envelope, and let's, let's try to throw some human shit into this mess. And then there is a... You know nothing's going to go go well in this, in this idea. It wouldn't be a good Frankenstein story <laughs> if things went well. <laughs> And, and then they do successfully incubate some an eggs that they have spliced the human DNA and something other material there. And they keep saying, well, let's see if, if it's just viable. Let's see if it just sort of yeah, splits yeah. into something. Okay, well, let's see if we can get the embryo <laughs> to actually become a fetus. <laughs> and sure enough, there's a point where then what emerges is just too cute to kill, basically. Yeah. And from there on, they're committed to doing this all in secret yeah. and yeah, raising yeah. the creature. Okay. But it's even more... Well, what you're describing there, you can basically say... This is one of the problems I have with the movie. Like, there's nothing really... I can say, you know, like, they're going to splice together some genetically engineered creature. And basically, you can just invent the movie from there. Do you need to know anymore? You know what's going to happen. It's going to go to hell in a handbasket, and there's nothing new that we need to know. Do you really even need to watch the movie? Because okay, that's what I, that's my problem with the movie. Is like, give me something new. 
There's nothing new in this whole storyline. It's here's why I want. I okay. really want to like this movie, and here's why: because I see that it's like Sarah Polly Polly. I don't know how you say her name, but I like this actress, and her little mate is uh, what's his name? Oh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. I think he made an Oscar for something. I can't remember. Did he? P. Yeah, he like Phoenix. he looked into an Oscar once, and now he's like doing monster wait, wait, movies. Wait, didn't we get the Oscar for King Kong? What's <laughs> <that>? <laughs> he's going downhill now. He's in now he's in this one. He was just he's in Predator. Predators, the one that just came oh, out. Oh, so yeah. you know, next he'll be in one of those vampire movies, teenage <laughs> vampire movies. Which is fine. I don't mind being in a monster movie. Actually, I mm-hmm. I don't I think that they're okay. I Look, think they're okay to be in. It's, I think this is a, a good question is whether this is really a monster movie. And I think one <laughs> way to talk about it is compare it to Species. This reminded me a lot of Species. Oh, you know, I sort of kept thinking of too. Yeah. And Species was a monster movie, and there's a team put together to hunt down this yeah. alien in human form that's, you know, the result of splicing some stuff together. And, um, and then there's a big... A, fight scene in the end, and then, well... Is Species a mixture of alien-human? Is that what she is? I can't remember. Right, because something... Oh, she had sex with one. Well, later, she, oh, yeah. she has sex with the I'm guy that kills them. I'm getting confused She plays eggs, basically, so that's the part where you know I'm she's getting not confused human. With Galactica. Which one has the glowing uh, spines when they have sex? Is that Battlestar Galactica when... When number six first has sex, she has a glowing spine, no? Oh, I, I know. Okay, forget that. Okay. But back to, <laughs> back to this is not really, really being a monster movie. because I don't, How can you possibly argue that it's not a monster because movie? Because I think it's, and I'm not, it, I think it's kind of a, a really twisted love story. And, the, and it yeah, has... Yeah, they try to throw in the love story. <laughs> well, they have the issue early on of this couple, basically Adrian Brody, wanting to start a family. And his wife saying no, you know, not ready yet. And then you also get hints about something about her childhood and her mother being insane and her mother having done things to her. <laughs> Making her live in this bedroom, like on a mattress on the floor with like cockroaches crawling around. So, so yeah, okay. What? Yeah, that's the main part of the movie. I hate it too. But it's also sort of twisted and interesting because then. This creature that they create looks enough like a human. Actually, it's got like these big eyes and it's a little bit alien, but it's it's a cutie, like a cute pie, cutie kind of yeah. doll thing. Yeah. So all designed with the big eyes and everything to be attractive and look like a little harmless little kitten. It has even little purring noises it makes and cooing noises. So she's attracted to it because it's a little like a baby, but it's also a science experiment, and it's somehow safer and easier for her to deal with than a real child. And so she treats it like a child. She teaches it language. Um, she dresses it in a you know a little girl's outfit and protects it. And remember, it, it, it even gets sick. And yeah, Adrian yeah. Brody actually pushes it down in the ice water, I think, to kill it. And I don't oh, know yeah, how. Oh, yeah, definitely he meant to kill it. Yeah, maybe. but what happens is it magically turns out it has gills. Oh, So it's yeah. able to breathe underwater. Of course, it has gills. Who would have thought yes. that it wouldn't have gills because it has everything? Well, but here's your thing. Here's yeah. my thing about the, the, the uh, I want to respond to your point about the, the baby thing. Mm-hmm. There's one point in the movie where he says, uh, you don't want, you didn't want to ever have a baby because... 
you can't control it because apparently she's like a control freak. Like that, her mother. Yeah, like that's where she's a take is the she wears the pants in their relationship. He, she basically forces him to do everything. He has no control over it because he's a little, you know, he has he's in love with her, but he has no control over his wife at all. And he says, you don't want a baby, a real baby that they would have together because of the fact that you can't control it. And she's. You're right about what you're saying, that she, it's an experiment which is inherently a very controlled situation. Yeah. But the story is about how it, it goes out of control. Because but notice some of the, this is one thing that I thought was a surprise in the movie, and it was sort of horrible in its own way, is um, when Dren, she has named this yeah. creature, which now they, looks like a teenage an, yeah, girl now. There's a point where it becomes a human actress playing them. At the beginning, it's yeah. more like this cartoony monster CGI type thing, yeah. thing. But there's a point where it grows. It, 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 of course, it has accelerated aging. So we get to see it become basically a woman within the span of a one month in the movie, or maybe yeah. two weeks, who knows. But anyway. So it's now like a teenage girl, wants to get out, wants to escape, and has a fight with its sort of mother, the, the yeah. wife. Yeah. And tries, it has a stinger at the end of its tail yeah. that's poisonous. We learned this early, early on, because when it's really young, they put a cap on it, and later take the cap off when right. they decide it's safe. Well, it, it, um, oh, she, she decides, the, the mother decides to bring, the mother, the wife, bring home a yeah. cat and keep it as, let the, uh, Dren, their experimental spliced child, keep this cat as a pet. Well, this is after a lot of fighting, you know, just in trying, attempts yeah. to control it going on. Attempts to control, So yeah. Dren's way of lashing out, literally, is to take the cat and then pull her tail around and yeah. kill it. And the Adrian Brody's wife, her reaction is, knock this Dren over, knock her out with a two-by-four, yeah. strap her down on a table, yeah. and first thing she does, and she's talking to a mic and saying, the subject uh, right. has uh, displayed aggression, the subject seems to think it's uh, human, so the first step is to dehumanize it, and she takes out a pair of scissors, and she cuts the dress off the girl while she's strapped down. This is a mother figure cutting off the clothes of a daughter figure who is strapped onto this table with these big brown leather straps. And then you have the shot, this is, I thought was twisted and weird and I didn't expect at all, the shot of the girl naked, but she's got her uh, legs are turned to one side because she has these strange sort of backward legs. And yeah. her tail is strapped down. And what does um, the wife do, but she takes out a scalpel and she mutilates, she maims the girl by cutting the finger off her tail. And that's a very, it's visually charged and it's twisted and you see this scientist sort of descend into a little bit of madness and I thought that was a moment when you could imagine this was what her mother must have been like. The crazy mother, the drunk mother, the whoever that is abusing. Terry, I think you're right on the money with that analysis of the scene, and I like the fact that you kind of tied it together, the tied it together with the mother, because it is it is her exerting power, and it is a reflection probably of how she was treated by her mother, 
especially with the part about the tearing off the clothes part. I feel like that might have even happened to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, we only get this little slight allusion to this horrible backstory with her mother, but somehow I feel like we got a glimpse of it right there. Which is, ugh, just... So you were taught you have another one that you yeah and and I guess I want to say that generally I agree with you that this isn't a great movie but I wanted to watch it even knowing the bad reviews because I was curious and I do think that there were some scenes that satisfied my curiosity so it was worth watching so it was uh, what I just described then later there's. We, there is a scene where Adrian Brody is dancing with the, the let's call her the daughter, um, who's now at adolescent age and who's lonely and isolated in, because she's kept captive in the barn. And then while they're dancing, he has, I think, a couple realizations. One, he, he was pretty hot for her, and then he said, oh, no, this is wrong, and then I think he also <laughs> wound up looking into her face and realizing that he recognized his wife's features, and this is leads you to, to, to this argument that they have. <laughs> so because I didn't really, I didn't really pick up on the fact that she had injected her own DNA into this thing, and even oh. even when he confronted her on it, I was like, Oh, I see. Now I see what she did, but I didn't recognize her face in that thing. Well, if if you if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie, then an interesting thing would be for you to watch it and see at what point yeah. do you start to recognize, and do you see it before this scene? And I'm thinking, yeah. You probably do. I just wasn't watching closely enough because it. Cause I think there were actually moments when. They had a, a say like a eight or nine year old girl playing a certain at one point this character, and it looked like there was some kind of computer change on her face right. to make her face look more like the female scientist, the the wife. Hmm. But what I wanted to say was that there is a scene. Okay, spoiler alert. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay, big spoiler alert. <laughs> but. Even though Brody runs away from this dancing scene, saying, "Oh no, this is bad, and you know, it shouldn't be with her." Later, he does actually on the barn floor have the do the nasty with oh my God. his own. No, it's not his daughter; it's his wife's daughter because it's her part of her DNA. And combined with we don't know what other things, because at different times you, there's like rear rear legs that look like yeah or could be a goat. Yeah, she has goat legs. Then she's a, got wings. She has three 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 fingers. You know that. That's right. And then she's got some a weird, tail with a some weird spike creature in her head end. and a spiky avatar-like tail. Thing. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. I think this was probably you can't really say they ripped that off of avatar. No. But, but okay, what, what I, I want to respond to that okay. because what. Well, you've touched on a couple things with these characters in this in this play in the storyline. Is that I had a really hard time identifying with them because they do so many completely reckless and unexplainable things. And the one that you can kind of go along with is uh, Clive, which is the Adrian Brody uh, husband character, because he's the more reserved one. He sort of like tries to speak the speak the truth throughout and then in this crazy scene he gets it down with these with the with the daughter. At that point I was just like, you know what? If you die in this film, I really don't care because you're an idiot and you have no concept of like you know 
that's the problem. You, you know, you, at the beginning of the movie, you, you think that they should have just killed this thing right off the bat. And I know that wouldn't make a movie, but you could have figured it out some way. But they just keep letting it live and get worse when you need to just have a little bit more logic about it and be like, this is a bad idea. We need to end it now. Well, and I don't really understand why they don't, why they act so recklessly. Well, I, I think I have an answer. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's related to what I think would be the writer's vision, and I'm not saying that this is, makes it be a great movie, but yeah. I think that they're supposed to be archetypes. And I think here's yeah. part of what I'm thinking is there is the scene later, right, where Brody has sex. Actually, it's the daughter character that comes on to Brody. Okay. Yes. Now, that's sort of like the electric complex. You know, in, in Greek mythology, yeah. right? The daughter that that wants to get it on with the father. And then the exact, much later, uh, the same creature takes on male characteristics, kills Brody, right. the father figure, and has sex with the mother oh, figure. Oh, God. And that's Oedipus. I didn't know it was so... Literary, literary, stupid monster movie. <laughs> That's why I say I don't think it was a monster movie. I think it was like some reimagining of Greek mythology uh, or taking Frankenstein way too far. Or, um, and even though you tie it to that, and I agree, I appreciate the fact that you're tying it to this Greek mythology, it doesn't impress me because I, I feel yeah. like it's just a cheap way of doing it. Like, oh, now he's going to kill his father because he's going to switch sexes, and I was just like. First of all, and that's going to bring up another point on this. If you don't, you keep saying it's not a monster movie. I still think it is a monster movie. This is a monster. She's out of control and uncontrollable and and all powerful. And the thing that I I want the point that I want to make is they really need to decide on what this monster was because it seems like they just made it be whatever they wanted it to be, whenever they need it. Can it breathe underwater because it has it has it has gills or whatever you need to breathe underwater. Can it fly? Oh, yeah, it can fly because it has bird wings or leathery wings. I have no idea what they They can all of a sudden just pop out of her back and she can just fly away. Or whatever, she has superhuman acrobatics. Or she can do everything basically except speak, which they, it does speak one little word there at the end, which I honestly couldn't understand what it said. Oh, so. right, right. It said, um, I want to be inside you. I'm going to be inside you. Oh, that was the scene where I didn't exactly understand what was happening. But you didn't get the rape. <laughs> apparently, she was—he was raping his own mother. There, something with that. With I that appendage. All I thought was happening there was that they were fighting. I wasn't paying attention too much. Oh my God. What are mommy and daddy doing? They're fighting. <laughs> no, daddy's not hurting mommy. But do you agree with me? I mean, if you're going to make a creature. You can't make it a creature that's... I know I know. you know that you have a computer and you can mm-hmm. make it do anything you want it to do. That doesn't mean you should. Okay, make it have wings right. or make it have lungs, but don't... If you're going to make it be everything, at least have shown us at the very beginning what it was spliced from. The movie was called Splice, and I don't even know... Did they put, put an eagle DNA in that thing? Did they put a frog DNA in there? Why is it like this? We don't even get that. It's, no, it's a, yeah. big, a big mystery as to why this thing came out so perfectly, a perfect amalgam of three, you know, air, water, fire, whatever it is. I don't know. And I think it was all convenient to make it be a big symbol. So, and it's like yeah. like a blank canvas that you can put whatever you want on, and we'll do yeah. whatever you need it to do, although it did conveniently die in the end. 
right? It had to die in the end because the very, very final scene, you find out that the mother figure is now pregnant with her own <laughs> child. To set up the sequel that will never happen because this movie didn't make any money. Hey, so. there was a species too. <laughs> Maybe there will be. I don't know. Oh my God, Splice, the return. Splice, I just, the pregnancy. I just think if you have a movie called Splice, you need to know what you're splicing together. That's all I'm saying. You know, and I, I do think it was confused as to what it wanted to be. Because early on, there's this sort of fascination with this cute thing growing up, and it's got this really yeah. cute face, and it has these purring noises and cooing noises, and it just happens to have a lethal stinger at the end of its tail, but, you know, ignore yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's a cuddly little bunny rabbit, but it also has this, you know, stingray stinger on the back. So which is it? There is no animal that's really like that. I don't know. Maybe that's the point, because it's not really an animal. And I just want to make a, mm-hmm. one little... Another little annoyance that you just kind of touched on was that, especially when it's first born and it's in its CGI state, it has these kind of like ticky ticky squirrel like chipmunk like, yeah, like uh, something that you've Clicking heard noises. you've heard it a million times when they try to make an animal be cute, mm-hmm. and it's not a rodent. It's making these rodent sounds, but it's it's obviously like either leathery or humanoid. It wouldn't make those sounds. And anyway, I just hate that because it, it's so artificial. Like when it's in the corner, and you're supposed to like think, "Oh, it's so cute, like a bunny rabbit." We can't. But kill it, it is yeah. not. It is such a weak. It is such a weak gimmick to make to try to make something cute when it's it's just so weak. Just do something better. In, totally, I I agree. It was much more interesting when it was adult and dangerous, and didn't really seem to have human connection with anything. Yeah. Although you wonder. If it, what would have happened? I did wonder, wondering what would have happened if it w- was socialized in some way. If it really could see to see. other people, yeah. But then of course, when they took first took it out to the yeah. barn and it was young, it ran out and killed a rabbit and ate it raw. So I sort of like that when, when it did that. Yeah, actually, the cute little girl with the pink dress and blood dripping when out of her mouth. She smiled back with that bloody smile yeah. after she ate the rabbit. But, but talk about convenience. Oh, we need to get this thing segregated off away from other people so it can't interact. Oh, we just conveniently have this barn mm-hmm. out in the woods that no one lives in, and it's I inherited from my mother. Come on! In a real world, they would have had to like had it. It would have had to like interact with other people, and they would have had to like. Wouldn't that be more interesting than like let's just lock it up in a barn and let it like you know become pitiful and it's not a very interesting story maybe they drove it insane but you don't know I mean that would be interesting if it actually did show that and then the other thing I wondered was when it got out into the forest I had this feeling like oh you know it's like a shark a land shark right it was you know a perfect killing machine it could fly it was relatively intelligent and lethal and that would be a whole different monster. Then it would be a monster movie because eventually the army would have to be called out to shoot it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it would yeah. grow, become irradiated. I guess monster movie bigger. is a bad... I don't know what it's trying to be. I think the point... If I had to like step back and look at it, the point of the movie is it's about this motherhood accelerated and how this... It's about yeah. this woman ex- experiencing motherhood in an accelerated way and not having control or losing control, I don't really know. You, it's she, more, did, she lost control. When, when I saw that start to happen, like when she starts to like imprint upon this thing, mm-hmm. and I could see what's happening. Okay, this is going to be a story about 
her, who's a reluctant mother, becoming a, you know, super mom to this thing. And through the middle of this movie, that's basically what we saw was her, you know, we saw her, you know, graduating from a toddler to she's got to deal with her as a teenager, all these things that, you know, our normal human-mother relationship is spans a whole, you know, 20 years. She had to do it in one month to this thing, so. And she never... Well, on one hand, she didn't have to deal with the real things of real motherhood. Yeah. That, so, you know, what, it's a crying baby for only a couple days. Yeah, and then right. it's something else, quickly, and then something else. But yeah. um, on the other hand, she, her, she never seemed to be able to deal with real motherhood anyway. And she did seem to approach it always like a scientific experiment. And whenever it was convenient for her, yeah. she would shift back into this sort of unfeeling, cruel yeah. mode. But what's really interesting is at the very end, she truly is, she's pregnant, and we don't know what she's pregnant with, really, but maybe in theory it's got more human DNA in it, so she'll go through maybe nine months, maybe have a real baby. Or it could be a monster movie and it just eats its way out of her, who knows? I guess we'll have to wait (laughs) for the sequel. I don't think we're ever going to see that, but... Now, you know, visually... I can't believe I missed that whole scene. I didn't really... I thought she impregnated... When I saw that pregnancy thing, I I thought she impregnated herself with this thing. To be honest, I thought that she... I wish it would have ended just at the end with this bleak ending with it. I was actually... I was giving it a little bit of props. There was, you know, the ending before the before the part where she comes in pregnant and that, you know, Clive gets nailed dead. Mm-hmm. And she's, they're crying in the snow. I'm a sucker for a bleak ending, and I would have liked it more had it just ended right there. Like, you're just about she, everybody's see dead. what you yeah. did, you crazy, reckless woman. Your husband's dead now, and your baby's dead, and you got nothing to show for it. This is what happens when you become reckless. Instead, they jump around and try to give her some kind of like reward monetarily for yeah, doing this. Yeah, that's and, like, nice. She does get awarded. She's like, she's like, she gets paid for this thing. Because the, she uses the blood from the material yeah. from their spliced human baby to solve some of the medical issues and to get <laughs> that's right. So she gets yeah. rewarded financially. She winds up, she's pregnant. Somehow this company recovered from the complete disaster of the Oh, we yeah. did leave that out about yeah. the it's blob not, yeah, things. Yeah, the, the blob things basically go nutso in one of their demos, and all the all the investors like go out of the room screaming, like covered in blood. And somehow this company just like rebounds from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen in real life. Yeah. Well, what would you, do you give it a an F? I mean, what grade do you give the the movie? I'm only gonna give it a D plus because. It's not an F because I watch. I mean, it wasn't like I had to turn it off. I, it was worth watching, but I think I'm going to give it a low grade because I felt like there could be so much more out of it. I thought that there was enough pedigree there that we could have got something original, and yeah. we didn't get anything original. True. Hardly at all. I don't think there's anything original in this whole show. See, I'm going to give it a slightly higher grade because I did think there were some scenes that were original, um, and I'm going to give it, I don't know, C minus. I mean, maybe C, maybe, no, no C minus, because there's some things I've seen that I give C that are a little better than this. What would be a movie that's this Frankenstein monster movie that you could say is a better movie than this? You mentioned one, which is Species, which I think is a good movie. 
not necessarily a Frankenstein kind of book. You know, Species was interesting and fun and fast and. I gotta although, watch that one again. But it was it was a waste of some good pedigree. So you could have put any of the actors in there. They right. all. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. And then, because there's all the different Frankenstein movies, that. Yeah. Um. Oh. Think. I did. There's one point that it's kind of related. That this movie seemed like it was a Cronenberg movie to me, because it has the it has the theme of the science gone awry. Yeah. It has very much a lot of like. It goes for the kill. It goes for the gore moment a lot of times. But if it had been Cronenberg, it would have gone for much more gore. I oh, mean, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. the way Brody gets it, there'd be blood spurting every. And actually, that could have been an interesting movie to do a Cronenbergized it. And just you don't think it was Cronenberg eyes? Not enough, no. I think it tried to be too mainstream. I think it really tried to be one. I don't know. I watch those Cronenberg movies, and those are still screwed up, so I don't I don't really know if you should do those movies, because I'm on the fence with those, but, but to me it just seemed like one to me. This one I liked. It was interesting. It went fast. It yeah. caught my interest. It surprised me a couple times. Um, the only thing I didn't like was once it got out into the forest, then it it felt like they were just trying to wrap things up, and then I'm like, oh, of course, yeah, you know, it, it's a female, it has sex with its father, then it kills its father, then it has sex with its mother, and now so is it Oedipus, is it Electra, who knows, you know, and then it also had a look like it did have a mythical creature look to it, which is my idea behind the wings, that it had nothing to do with the logic of science, but everything to do with looking like a mythical oh, like a I griffin definitely or something with like it. that. So, <clears throat> I think we put this one to bed. We yeah. kind of like didn't really like it. What? Tell us what we're going to do next time, because okay. I'm interested, and I heard a little bit about it. But. And this one, this is definitely going to be a classier movie. <laughs> but it's whole, a classier movie? Whole, no, no monsters. Whole different vein, though. This It's called Max and Mary. It's claymation, and but it so it's got a little of the Wallace and Gromit look, but not that tone. This is serious. This is sad. It's but it's also funny, and and a bit very dark. Anyway, I first heard you haven't seen it though, have you? Or have you seen it? I have. Okay, okay. I'm gonna watch it again though. All right. I just watched it last night. I didn't know that it was. um, I watched it on the Independent Film Channel. And I was about 15 minutes into it when I thought realized what I was watching was a movie that was in last year's Chicago International Film Fest. I had wanted to see it, and I missed it, and I couldn't, but I read the review. And as I was watching this movie going, damn, this is really good, suddenly it clicked on me, I've read a review of this. This was that movie. So I missed the very beginning, so I need to watch it again. Okay, um, okay. So what it's Max and Mary, Mary, M A R Y, Max and Mary, and it's a claymation style and I think it was either 2008 or 2009 and you can get it on Netflix in the Watch It. Oh, Net. nice. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to that cuz I I love I love animation and is it a full-length movie? It's a full-length movie. Wow. So, is it American or is it a, a um, 
you know, I, I can't remember one character. Part of it takes place in New York and part of it in Australia. So one character is an, an American and the other. But the claimant, the claymation people are people or are they some other? They're people. It, they, it, so it's, the story, everything uh. is, you know, there's nothing fantastic or mythical or, you know, it's people and with buildings and cars and things like that. So part of what we can talk about is, you know, what's the benefit of sh- telling the story this way? Yeah, that's what, just what I was just thinking. Yeah, like, why would, if it's not like, uh, well, we'll see. I'm sure we'll have a good idea about okay. it. Okay. So next week, right? Sometime next week? Sometime next week, yeah. All right. So everybody listening, you guys have to go get Max yeah. and Mary and watch it before you listen to our podcast. Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.